Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We are both dental assistants in the world that have been doing this a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. And what we're doing is we're going online and we're finding that uh, some dental assistants are running into humps in their career field with their team, with their doctors. We're dissecting them. We're pulling out those pearls and we're helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hi, Julie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for, uh, you know, spending some time with us for Happy Hump Day. Happy (laughs) Hump Day. It's a hump day. Oh, man. Wednesdays can be challenging, right? I mean, we all feel it. Like, all the energy from, you know, Monday morning, like, this is going to be epic week. Um, I'm going to change the world. And then Friday is, like, so far away. <laughs> it's we weird. <laughs> and we get up Wednesday morning, we're like, maybe we're not going to change the world today. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I'll put it on my little checklist on my phone. <laughs> my to do list. My to do list. <laughs> oh. My How's the weather out there? It's cold and icy. Yep. Good old Montana. <laughs> I definitely don't yep, have to worry about a heat wave. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's it's coming in heat waves, but we're supposed to get two big storms this way this weekend. So hopefully it oh. doesn't, yeah, doesn't hinder us too much on activities. So it always makes me chuckle when say I'm online and I see the comparison post. So you've got like, uh, you know, a picture of South Carolina with like a, a light dusting of snow and the literally everything shuts down for two days, even though you can still see the road and driveways. <laughs> yes. And then they've got like your guys is in New York and literally you've got like five feet of snow on your car and you're shoveling it off to go to work. <laughs> it, it's so true. And it's, it's people when, and people that move down there from New York they laugh because people are like, it's shut down, it's shut down, we're in a state of emergency, but they don't have the equipment we have because we're so used to it, so. Yeah, and, you know, just the skill of learning to maneuver a vehicle in inclement weather like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's funny because I lived in North Carolina, and even if it predicted snow for tomorrow, they would go ahead and shut everything down the day before. So the crazy <laughs> part extra- is that ho- the next day comes, no snow, nothing. <laughs> but everything's still shut down. <laughs> yep. Back to work, people. Back to work. <laughs> so I have, um, I thought we'd go through posts this week since I, I don't remember what you guys did last week. And thank you, John, for filling in on our hump day. Um, so I was going to go over this post that I saw that was kind of interesting in, in talking about stress. And I had read an article about stress and then I saw this post. So it's from... Dental assistant worldwide. Has anyone ever taken a leave of absence from work due to stress? If so, what was your experience? Did it affect your job when you came back? If you did, or if did it affect your finding a new job? Or what did you tell the new employer why you took a leave? 
Wow. Yeah, I've never seen that come up, ever. <laughs> no one has ever mentioned a leave of absence since I've been working with dental assistants. And I, I think it's a subject that we really should talk about because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of assistants out in the world that aren't putting their health, their mental health first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we all have to find that work-life balance, as they call it. Um, but also, what are the stress factors that are causing you to be stressed, right? Yeah. So kind of evaluate your situation. I would say, yeah, I mean, look at what is making you stress. Is it the practice too busy for you and you can't keep up and you're the only assistant? That can be stressful, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, or you may not be the only assistant, but you're doing a majority of the work and you don't have a lot of help. Um, Or, you know, the doctor is, you know, very intense and is, has really high expectations, which I mean, they should, but they're also, I mean, if you're a newbie and just thrown in, that could be very stressful to you too. So we really should take a look at, I think like, what are your stressors? Like, when do you find yourself most stressed throughout the day? Right. Um, and kind of write some things down and jot it down. And then maybe you can find solutions to be less stressed. You know, whether it's pacing the schedule, you know, how, Mm -hmm. you know, myself working up front, people just get kind of shoved or stuffed like a turkey in the schedule. Um, And that can cause stress on the back end of the team because it's an overload of patients. So, you know, I say, you know, try to throughout your day, write down things. What do you think, Rhonda? Yeah, like like an emotional diary. Because here's Mm -hmm. the deal, like if you get in your car after you're done with work and you just start bawling, (laughs) yeah, um, there's usually a reason that you need to do some exploratory diagnosis of your own, Mm -hmm. whether it's with the team, with the doctor, is it the, like you said, is it the schedule? Is it the environment? You know, I, (laughs) I go back to this. So I worked for a practice that had the old Pelton Crane executive unit. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you guys know what that is, but it was literally a wall full of sinks and cabinets and um, all of our uh, equipment was on it. So there was no like arm that went around the chair or anything like that. I mean, it was literally half of the room was this giant dental unit. And I was so claustrophobic that Mm -hmm. that put stress on me. And it was weird because I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my environment. Like I'm way right. But because I felt confined, I couldn't move around easily. I always, I just, it was like this crazy, weird angle of anxiety that I had no idea until I left the practice was part of the contributor to my anxiety overall. Yeah. And that's a good point. If, if you're not one for small spaces, sometimes your operatories are not the biggest. And especially when you put a patient in there, maybe (laughs) they've brought somebody with them and you have all this equipment and the room feels overwhelming and cluttered. Yeah. No walls, carpets, you know, Mm -hmm. all these indicators that are going to make the space smaller. And I also want to have them to take a look. I think taking a look at your work style, whether you are a fast or slow assistant, you're all amazing assistants, but your work pace if you are a, a not an overthinker, but one that doesn't like to be a hamster on the wheel, but you kind of like to pace yourself. If your office is on Mach 1 all the time, that might not be the office for you. You might want to find a different type of setting 
that's a little bit, a little bit more relaxed or a little bit more go with the flow or a little bit, you know, different type of patient base where it's a little bit slower for you. Or, I mean, even if you are a fast hamster wheel kind of dental assistant and the practice is slow, that can sometimes stress you out because you don't don't feel productive (laughs) enough. You don't have anything to do. So then you might want to take a look at, you know, switching it up. So you work at a faster paced practice, you know, to keep up with your, your speed. So, and, and that's off and often, you know, you got to look at your systems, how are your systems in place? Um, you know, the scheduling, all those things come into factor. Yeah. 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 And here's the deal. Okay. Julie, if I keep my emotional diary and I'm able Mm -hmm. to look back on the, say, say I do it for a week and I'm able to look back and kind of evaluate where (laughs) my anxiety gets really high. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe it's not the doctor, maybe it's not the environment, maybe it's something else. Like, how do you, how do you break it down? Like, say it's just, you know, menopause. I don't know. <laughs> right. You never know. We're getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's that? <laughs> yeah. It is can be as far any, as a, a leave of absence. Okay. So I guess her question was, um, if you've ever heard of anyone taking one, what's the response from your business owner? Like, is that acceptable or do you get like the scarlet letter if you try and take a leave of absence and does it haunt you? <laughs> I, I would say first, if you're feeling stressed out and overwhelmed, go see your physician. Make sure that there, you get a physical, that there's nothing physically wrong with you besides maybe some stressors, you know, like mental, you're not saying mental issues, but like, you know, just the stress. Right. And there's, you know, nothing wrong with your heart or, you know, your lungs, just get a physical, your high blood pressure, that type of stuff. And if you, you know, maybe address your concerns with your physician and maybe give you a couple days off to kind of rejuvenate and kind of just rest and relax and kind of figure out what is really the stress of it all. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, you know, if you have a note from your doctor, there, you know, most states, they have to hold your position. They okay. can't get rid of you. Um, but, you know, you can find out what your state labor laws is by going on your state's labor department. Um, New York is an at-will state. If it is going to affect longevity of the practice, they do have the right to replace you as long as you're not on some type of leave, um, medical leave, disability, whatever. But I mean, these are things, I mean, people get stressed at work, corporate job, you know, CEOs, they get stressed and, you know, they end up on disability or something because it's sometimes it can be debilitating Yeah. and I would hate for that to happen, but I think the right steps have to be into place. And the first thing you need to do is you need to go see your physician and I think get a good physical to make sure that none of these things that are stressing you out are causing health issues. Yeah. Yeah. Because mind body is connected just like the mouth Mm -hmm. is connected to the body. Uh, with every yin, there's a yang. And uh, I, I can't, I can't agree with you more on the idea that, um, you know, this whole idea of depression. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people are, oh, it's in your head or, you know, it's a real thing. It's it a is. chemical imbalance in your brain. And yeah. it, it affects the way you feel. A lot of people that are depressed are physically in pain. And there's science to prove it. <laughs> Right. And there is, and there's just no, 
um, you have to have empathy. Yes. Um, with, you know, when someone says, you know what, I'm stressed. I don't feel right. I'm overwhelmed. I'm at my breaking point. These are all things that we should be concerned with when people or teammates or anybody actually says to us, you know what, I'm just not myself. I'm going to lay in bed. That's not okay. You know, we got to be supportive and, and how can we help them? And, you know, (laughs) I worked with an assistant that had a drinking problem a long time ago and we knew she had a drinking problem. Um, she never did come to work drunk, but, um, we could smell it on her. Um, and back then we were like, what can we do to help you? Um, you know, AA talk to your physician and she eventually got help and she eventually moved on from the practice. But these are all things that we should be self-aware of other people's what's going on in their surroundings. Yep. Just as a basic human being concept. Yeah. (laughs) And like I said, if you start with your doctor and you start feeling that and you feel like you need a timeout, (laughs) we'll call it, uh, you know, a dental assistant timeout, you know, (laughs) go to your physician, you know, get a physical, they, you know, most physicians, if you say, you know what, I need a couple days off from my work, I'm sure (laughs) they will be more than happy to write you a note for a couple days off, you know, because if it's like you said, if they see something or mentally, you don't want to add to the stress of it because going back into the situation is not going to help you. No. So, no. So I guess the, the consensus is your health first. Yes. And if it's a good employer who, you know, understands that maybe a leave of absence for you will make you a more Mm -hmm. productive employee and better with patients, then I would hope that they would honor your position and, you know, kind of truck through until you get back and, you know, you're 120%. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, if they don't, then it was never meant to be in the first place. And, you know, there's lots of uh, labor lawyers for that, probably, especially if you have a doctor's excuse. But, you know, I would say if you're feeling that stress and you want to take some time off and you're worried about your job, go to your physician first. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, I guess it's my turn now, huh? Yes. Okay, so this is a really good one. <laughs> okay. Um, because I've personally been asked to do what was in this post, and it came out of Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. Mm-hmm. And uh, a poster stated, are you expected to perform outside of your scope of practice? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I worked for a practice, um, and I don't recall the state, but um, they, were, they wanted to insist that I adjust the crowns when we went to deliver them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh, these are permanent crowns. Uh, I don't know. And so, you know, it was just, it was hard because at, it was <laughs> against the state laws that I adjust a permanent crown. Right. Because they consider that a irreversible procedure. Since we're doing it. Would you think about it? It is and it isn't an irreversible procedure because you can always remove the crown and make a new one. But they don't want you to do anything to alter or anything like that, maybe in that state. Um, You know, I know that DMB has a great resource that lists all the breakdowns for all the state functions. And if anybody is unsure, I think they should check it out. Um, it, has it happened in the past? Sure. 
I've done it once or twice. Um, and there's tons of people doing it, but there are ways now for you to be, to grow your career and there's pathways for you to get the certifications or get the licensors to become within your scope of practice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like excited so, functions type things, but understanding yeah. as a dental assistant, don't be pressured to do something that you know is ethically absolutely. wrong and against the law. Right. And, it, and if you don't know, then you need to stop and find out. Like I said, you have, you know, DNB that has um, all right there. You can search by state. I'm sure you have a state dental board that knows what your regulations are supposed to be. And if there isn't any, then I think it would, should be fall under the doctor making sure that you're competent to do that skill and not just throwing your chair aside and say, hey, do this. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan if they said, oh, hey, proper crown and you, you know, seat the, te- the permanent one on and, and then do all the adjustments. Yeah. Mm, makes me a little leery, but, you know, there's coronal polishing and then there's sealants. I mean, every state has a different, it's just making sure you're competent in that skill and competent in yourself to do it. Right. You don't want to be doing something and walk away going, you know what? I shouldn't have really done that because I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. You know, there's tons of tons of resources out there now to learn things. Right. So there's never, never not a pathway to not learn something. There's always resources out there. Yeah. And this could be one of those anxieties that causes you to want to have a leave of absence. Is if you're <laughs> chronically absolutely to do Absolutely. stuff that you were never taught. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and like I said, you know, most of that you can find online. Um, but you should also make sure that you have ethics and, mor- you know, your morals are encompassed. And, and most of most I've dental assistants come across, they do, they have a good set. So it's just, don't be feel pressured or bullied into doing something that you know, technically is wrong. Yep. And if you don't know, then you need to find out, you know, I look at it back. Like, um, the biggest thing is like infection control. You know, there's so many that, you know, they were taught one way, but they were taught wrong or they don't know. And they just do it one way, but it's wrong. Yeah. But they're not willing to find out. And, you know, you see the articles, you know, that this person got turned in or, you know, now that, you know, the autoclave failed and now everybody's getting sick, so on and so forth. So it's if you don't know, just ask, reach out. There's so many people that can help. So many. Yes. Yes. Especially nowadays, you do not have to wing it at all. And ignorance is mm-hmm. not bliss, especially when it comes to patients' health. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, I, you know, you need to be safe rather than sorry, as they say. Yes. Um, so, and they're in the, and like you said, there's been times where we've always, always felt, especially in our younger days, right? Because you wanted, you know, got the job. Woohoo! Oh, go get her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to say no. And I'm like, yeah, I'm saying no to that because I know I can't do that, you know? Yep. So it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for some it's assistants. And in, in especially, you know, and I think the, the whole idea, you know, guys, that Julie and I are here is because we have seen things. We've learned things the hard mm-hmm. way. And um, it comes down to you're not alone. And that's why these forums are really amazing because it shows you and proves to you that you're not alone. 
And it highlights right. things when maybe you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So you can't say nobody ever told me that. Like, and you don't have to worry about being on the, you know, end of the stick when you're getting beaten from OSHA. Right. <laughs> you know, especially if you are an OJT dental assistant mm-hmm. and you weren't shown the proper ways or maybe you're just thrown in and never shown anything at all. Just right. use your resources. And, and at the end of the day, know that you were a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. And that's all we can ask of ourselves. <laughs> and for, you know, for all the dental assistants that are just starting out that are either, you know, not even gone through a program, but they've been hired on the job and they're going through the training or, or they've, you know, never had any type of formal education. Infection control is so important that you can go on OSAP.org and get all the information you want for free. You know, if you learn anything, learn proper infection control. You know, that is so important. Um, But there's so many resources out there for you to learn quickly and effectively that, you know, we need to utilize them more. And the dentist should be utilizing them more, right? Right. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I worked they with should the, point you in the right direction. I worked with so every dentist. dentist that's listening to this. Yeah. She uh mm. she had long hair and she wouldn't put it back. And I remember we were working over a patient one day, and of course, what happens? Like a big giant wad of her hair gets sucked up in the HBE. And what does Ugh. she do? What does she do, Julie? She takes her gloved hand, which has been in this patient's mouth. Pulls the hair out of the suction and tucks it behind her ear and keeps going. (laughs) So, you know, it's not just (laughs) dental assistants that might have issues with infection control. (laughs) Oh, man. That's too funny. Oh, gross. Yeah. (laughs) I can say, you know, it's one of those things that's kind of. Speared into your memory. Yeah. Speared in your memory. Oh my God. Too funny. Just thinking about all the stuff that was in that. I mean, she had long hair. So, like, all the stuff that was in the tube and the hose. And then, you know. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Julie, thank you so much for spending some time. Oh, you're welcome. Quality time on our hump day. Let's get over the hump. Yes. You yeah. guys, January is going by quick. It's so fast. It's coming by. Hey, Julie, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. I saw this really interesting feed uh, and it was an event for something you might know about. Any chance you want to tickle our fancies and tell us about what you so, and a couple others are doing? <laughs> sure. We're having our uh, dental assistants rock and dental assistant worldwide event in Pittsburgh. Woohoo! Woohoo! And I believe it's hmm March thirty first. <laughs> I'm trying to think because we have a couple. One in Syracuse. We're trying to get one to Mont- Montana um, to help Woo-hoo! all the dental assistants out there. Um, but if you would like to see it come to your city, it's you know a half day course. You know, hit us up, let us know, and I can find someone that's in the dental assistant worldwide to help me um help us so john will be speaking at that one so that'll be great oh wow and here's okay so you're focusing on like helping the dental assistant prepare to to be more than what they are like think outside the box and expand their knowledge base 
you know, uh, the first half of the day is John and I are going to go over like qualities and things you can do to help your practice out and be better at. And then the second half is on infection control updates. So it's, you know, we had to, I wanted to do a little bit of both that they can really take some good solid knowledge back to their practice and be able to implement. And I want it to be like a rock star party, you know, to be a, a real good party, solid party. There'll be some fun and we have nice lunch. Um, and it's in Pittsburgh where he's at. And the information is on our dentalassistancerock.com um, webpage. Um, and I think John posted it in Dental Assistance Worldwide. Yes, he did. That's how, yeah, I saw it in there. Well, I'm yes. telling you, if you guys are in the area and you tell your dentist that you want to be a better version mm-hmm. of yourself, Love jump it. over of yourself. Yes, sign up, go to the event and just watch the amazingness happen. It unfolds. When you are surrounded by people that are like-minded, who are just awesome, <laughs> right? And it rubs off on you. <laughs> and it's going to be an open forum, you know, discussion style where, you know, we're just not going to spew stuff out. And, you know, we want you to interact and we want you to answer questions and help you out because we want it to be, you know, about you. So I, I love open forum style where we'll discuss things, but, you know, you can feel free to any time to raise your hand and say, you know what, at my practice and we can all help out because it might be. You might not get the answers from John or I, but you can get the answers from somebody else that's attending too. Yes. So utilizing everybody's strengths. I really, really think that's amazing. I do. That's right. Cool. Okay. Happy hump day, Julie. Thank you. And we'll see you next. (laughs) uh, Well, we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Next week, midweek jam with Ron and Julie. All right. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie, where we're banding together to ensure that every dental assistant has a better tomorrow than they did today. Don't forget to find your tribe. Dental Assistants Worldwide Group has a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, grow, and learn. Find Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock, the website, or Instagram. And as always, if you guys need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page you can message through there. But I just truly appreciate you letting us help you get over the hump of the week Wednesday.